Voices, the neurodivergent creative. Spicy brains unpacking all the shame. It's time for you to come be creative. With Caitlin Fisher as your host and creative coach. They'll change your approach and tell you a joke to lighten your load and help you along or sing you a song. Hi, sunshine. Today, I am talking about something that popped into my head the other day as I was driving to therapy. And so I pulled up the audio recording app, like voice memos on my phone and recorded in the car. And I said a lot of amazing things and the sound quality was absolutely butt. So here I am again because that didn't work and it's okay. I tried something and it didn't work out and now I know, which is great. So now I'm sitting at my desk speaking into my microphone properly and I have the uh, amazing thing on my side that like no time was wasted. Nothing was lost. I got to talk about something and get my thoughts clear about it. And I was already in the car driving to therapy anyway, and it was overall a good experience. So that just sit there for a second and remember that even if you put energy into something and it ends up not making it to the final cut of whatever you're doing, that's fine. That's called living life. You know, sometimes we do stuff. And it's just part of our process and our story and our journey and all that good stuff. So the topic is the, the intersection of the autistic neurotype and gender diversity, specifically non-binary gender identity and expression. And the fact that a lot of autistic people also have non-binary gender identities. Or maybe, maybe I'm saying that backwards. Maybe a lot of gender neutral and non-binary gender identity folks are autistic. Let me actually, let me go grab some stats because I'm at my computer. Of autism and gender diversity. Largest study to date confirms overlap between autism and gender diversity. Look at that. Gender identity tends to be more varied among autistic people than the general population. Haha, science. Wow. So if you are not sure exactly what like gender diverse means, I'll go a little bit into that. So being cisgender means that you came out of the womb and the doctor saw your genitals and said it's a boy or a girl and you have lived the rest of your life being a boy or a girl man or a woman like just according to that you're like yep that fits great that's cisgender that's all that that means and then gender diverse is like an umbrella overarching term to describe anyone whose gender identity varies from what they were assigned at birth so this is transgender people who were assigned female 
and then are like, uh, actually I'm a guy or who were assigned male and are like, actually I'm a chick. Uh, non-binary people who are like, actually neither. Thanks. Like, I don't, I don't think it's as simple as one or the other. Gender queer people who may feel more masculine one day, feminine the next, neutral the next, like it shifts and changes. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's some science here. So autistic people are more likely than neurotypical people to be gender diverse and gender diverse people are more likely to be autistic than cisgender people. So this is a dual directional scientific overlap, right? Like it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. And my theory, uh, which I'm just going to operate from this truth is because gender roles make no sense. And autistic people don't like following rules that make no sense. (laughs) So this will show up in like the workplace, right? So say you give me an assignment and you're like, Hey, I need a PowerPoint on, uh, the different products that we offer. And I'll be like, what's it for? Why do you need it? People think that I'm being combative or bitchy or a problem when really I just want more context and I want to know what I'm doing and why I'm doing and what the priority is. And like autistic people, I think seek context because if it's not apparent why they're doing something, then maybe it doesn't even need to be done. Like, like what the hell, you know, there was some, some science, some, some manual that had been written at some point. And within the experiment, it was included that there was like a, a one hour or 30 minute or something like break in between one phase and the other. And so when this, when this experiment was repeated, that break was included, that like time lapse was included. And eventually it was asked why, what is this time period? And the reason was that that's when the researchers took lunch. Like they just, they weren't there observing the thing. So they had to record that the experiment was sort of just put in limbo for 30 minutes, like for a waiting period. But that wasn't necessarily required for whatever was going on. And that's, that's kind of why autistic people ask why it's like, what's this about? Can you give me more context here? Like, is this something that is required or is this something that is optional and is just a norm and was written down at one point? And so we keep doing it. Gender's kind of like that. So you take an autistic person And you say, you're a girl, dress like this, act like this. You can enjoy princesses and ponies and animals, um, but not Power Rangers and not Ninja Turtles and not um, solving mysteries because those are for boys. And maybe you want to be a nurse or a teacher, but not president because that's for boys. And an autistic kid is going to be like, this makes no sense. Like, what's the difference? There isn't one. There's no discernible difference between ability level and interest and color schemes between sexes or genders. And so that's why we have this overlap because those are rules that don't make sense. And autistic people 
do not vibe with rules that don't make sense. Right? Like, we just don't. And when you start sort of picking at these rules that we have around gender and gender identity and expression and like what, what makes a person a man or a woman, it, it really falls apart. It's quite hard to explain if you're like, Hey, why do you, why are you a woman? It's impossible to explain without being like, well, I have a vagina, therefore I am a woman because that that just means that somebody told you you're a woman because you have a vagina and you took that at face value to an autistic person. They're like, well, that, that doesn't really track because there's women who don't have vaginas. So what is womanhood? And that's how it was for me. I started just sort of opting out of gender expression of femininity. And it started with my legs and shaving. I was like, I'm not going to shave my legs anymore. And my mother really criticized this. She was like, you look like a man. You look Amish. That was, that was like her favorite was that I looked Amish. I'm like, what does that mean? Why is it an insult? Like, why are you trying to make me shave my legs? Why are you so concerned with my femininity? And we were actually on vacation in Myrtle Beach in a hotel room. And she was like, Katie, you look Amish with your hairy legs. So I handed her this tote bag and it was empty. And she didn't know it was empty. She assumed there was a snake in it or something. Because I said, open that, mom. And she said, no. And then she said, what's in it? I'm like, right, why wouldn't you ask me that before you said no? But she just didn't trust me. Which is fair because I'm a catty bitch. So I'm like, open the bag. Just open it. And she opens it and it's totally empty. And she looks up and she's confused because I've handed her an empty tote bag. I said, that's all the fucks I give about my hairy legs. And uh, honestly, it was a hit. I became a comedian in that moment. She was cracking up laughing and the subject was dropped. Like I made it really clear to her that I did not care about my leg hair and that expression of femininity because to me, leg hair is not gendered. It is not a gendered activity. Like it's just not. <laughs> and we can do the same thing with clothes. Like we see... Um, there are like some male celebrities, right? Like Billy Porter and Harry Styles who have started wearing dresses and gowns to events. And people are like, oh my God, why are they wearing woman clothes? Like, oh, it's women's clothing. Um, Susie Izzard as well, who has now come out as trans. So that, that you know, took a while, but not not every person who wears dresses is eventually going to come out as a trans woman, like, because it's not, it's not necessarily a gendered activity. And so there's just this whole sort of cultural, what the hell even is gender moment that is happening. It's happening in, in smaller spaces than I assume, right? Because I, I surround myself with queer people and gender diverse people and leftist people and community focused people. And then like, I forget that most of the world and most of like my country that I live in, the United States is like straight people, you know, and not only straight people, but a lot of straight people who 
are threatened by gender diversity because of fear mongering and saying that like trans people, gender nonconformity, like anything that does not fit the norm of your assigned gender at birth and the rules we place on it is somehow bad and dangerous and is going to destroy the children. And autistic people can look at that and be like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Actually, gender doesn't really make sense. Therefore, no thank you. It's a it's a an opting out of the gender binary that we see at statistically significant rates in the autistic community. So remember, gender diverse people more likely to be autistic and autistic people more likely to be gender diverse. Beautiful. And I love that. I absolutely love it because it that to me says that the gender binary is not like a natural automatic concept. It is a construct that neurotypical people have like turned into a little box that we can check off because neurotypical people like to make things check boxes. And I get that it's organized and it's simple and it means you don't have to think about things, right? If you're like, oh, what a pretty dress but you're a man, you don't, you don't ever think about that. (laughs) I also want to talk about the fact that even cis people get gender affirming care and do gender affirming things. Like if a man is going bald and that makes him feel like less of a man, he can solve that problem. He can get gender affirming care or surgery to receive, um, like hair implants, or he can get a hair piece or use Rogaine, like if he's going gray and doesn't want that to affect how he sees his himself and his masculinity, he can dye it. And like, why is it okay for cis people, but not okay for trans people? And so an autistic person is going to be like, huh, you're right. That doesn't make any freaking sense. So that's, that's my, that's my podcast for today. I'm not super talking about creativity, I know, but I am talking about neurodivergence. So it, it counts. And I'm just rambling now. So I love you. Gender doesn't make any sense. And yeah, if you can explain gender to me without genitals, I would love to hear it because it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, what, what made me a woman? I don't know. I always went through life thinking that because I knew I wasn't a man, I must have been a woman. And then my, my realization that I was non-binary and autistic came like right on top of each other. And I was like, Oh, okay. I can see why I have had questions about like gender and why it's such a big deal to people. Uh, Because now I see that like a neurotypical person just takes it as like a, just a solid immutable fact. Like gender is gender. You're born with it. There you go. Whereas autistic people can kind of pick it up and play with it. Like it's a Rubik's cube. And we're like, huh? Yeah, no, it doesn't really, it doesn't really hold tight to anything. Gender really is like a social construct. And so autistic people love to just pick those apart and be like, ah, I like this part, but not that part. And I love that for us. I love it so much. Yeah.
we can bring it back around to creativity a little bit. Uh, we are doing the artist's way in my membership, the Creatives Rebellion. And we are on week three of the artist's way. And it's a book by Julia Cameron with sort of assignments and tools and readings and methods to connect with your creativity and not just connect because like, what does that mean? But to, to really spend time with your creativity and your inner child and your inner artist and to, to make dedicated, prioritized time to give that part of you space and energy in a way that a lot of us don't think about doing in a capitalist society when the status quo is hustle, 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 go fast, go fast, go fast. So it's been quite a breath of fresh air to see this group of people like really come alive with, with these new connections and just coming into the group to share. Like I took my inner artist on a date today and we saw this beautiful scene, went for a walk on a new route and I got to sort of see the city from a new perspective. And Honestly, yesterday I was pumping gas and I chose not to have my phone with me because normally, you know, the gas is pumping. I'm standing there. I'll just scroll Instagram for a few minutes, whatever. And I made the conscious choice to just feel stuff and use my senses. And the breeze was really nice and warm and I wasn't wearing pants. I had a dress on yesterday with some chub rub shorts from snag tights they're a lifesaver. And so the, this warm breeze was going through my wonderful manly leg hair. And it, it felt like, like a cat sort of like brushing up against me, like affectionately. And I was like, Oh, like that breeze feels really nice. And I would not have noticed it if I was up my phone's ass. And then I looked at the trees and noticed how many shades of green there were among all these different types of trees at different heights. Some of them, like the really tall ones had a lot more like movement because of the wind and some like closer to the ground with like newer growth were like a lighter green. There's a lot of freaking trees right here and trees are so rich and varied. And like, how would I paint this? That's, that's what I was thinking was how would I paint this if I was going to paint these trees? How could I get the motion into my painting? And then I could smell the car wash. And I don't know about you, but like that car wash soap, I think it smells incredible. It's like fruity. It smells like the sugariest breakfast cereal. I would burn a candle that smelled like car wash soap. And if you also love car wash soap, I need you to tell me, but yeah, that's, that's your assignment today. Like just take, I don't know, let's say three minutes, take 180 seconds to just exist and experience your senses. It might be a form of meditation. I'm going to call it meditation. See, this is what happens when I only had 10 minutes in the car. You had like a nice short snappy podcast episode and now that I have time, I'm like, Ooh, let's get all whatever. It's fine. Uh, I'm going to finish this coffee so that I can become a person and I'll see you guys next week. I love you. 
and do something creative today. And if you want to come hang out with us in the Creatives Rebellion, you can find us at thecreativesrebellion.com. There are three different pricing options. So depending on your budget and your level of financial privilege, you can choose the one that supports you or supports you and your creativity in joining and also subsidizes someone else to join at a lower rate. Uh, We have a pretty awesome crowd in there. And if you like that vibe, then we'll probably like yours too. And I can't wait to see you. Are you ready to stop hustling to keep up with the status quo and fully create on your terms? Check out my free masterclass, Art is Revolution. You will come away with a renewed sense of like, fuck yeah, about your own art and passion. That is my gift to you. If I can make one more person this week go fuck yeah about their passion and their art and their creativity, let it be you. Special shout out to Ashton Powers who created my opening jingle. I love that song. I'm obsessed with it and I sing it all the time, just in the shower. This is the neurodivergent creative. It's so catchy. Okay, I love you. Bye.